following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan. It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also there, you can listen to the free stream weekdays between 3 and 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. You can listen anywhere in the world. Canada. Number two podcast behind I Love Trudeau. Thank you to all our Canadian friends to the north. I don't know if we have a lot of friends on sports radio in Detroit because earlier today, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, I had read a couple stories on the social networks from the knuckleheads in sports radio in the Motor City saying, hey man, we should call Carolina and trade j man. Get an edge rusher for J-Mo. He can hook back up with his old college quarterback. I'm a sports guy. First off, Panthers aren't going to give up one of the best pass rushers in the game for a guy that hasn't proven himself. But I'm telling you, I've seen the flashes. J-Mo will stretch the field in the Lions offense which is nearly unstoppable at times already, will be even better. It will get into that Miami Dolphins neighborhood. So I don't want to hear about trading them. You know, defensive line has been fine. I'm not worried about that. I'd like some depth at cornerback in the secondary. Trade J-Mo. See what it is, and I'm going through this same withdrawal process that We are so used to being negative about the Lions that when they're playing good, you're you're a sports radio guy. I don't care if you're in Detroit, if you're in Lansing, if you're in Flint, wherever. You're up in Petoskey, Cadillac. You're like, what am I going to talk about today? Michigan's number two in America. They look like a team that can win the national championship. Lions, there's no negative. Aha. East Lansing. But even then, you can't pile on the fans. Mel Tucker has his issues. So be it. And I I had a Michigan State fan stop me while I was getting gas today at the Meyer at Knapp's Corner. And he walked up and said, hey, I'm from Rockford. I listen to you. And I'm an MSU guy. But I really, I really appreciate how you stand up for me and a lot of people with your opinions on Michigan State. And he said, what do you think is going to happen? I said, they're looking for a president. The AD 
I think is under fire privately and you don't have a head coach. Who's going to walk into that situation? And then Sam Rasmussen walks by. I told you about Sam yesterday. Mark Rasmussen's son. He goes, I'm going back to school. And I'm thinking, it's Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's Wednesday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, how about what's, what's your fraternity calendar there? fraternity calendar is Wednesday school, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday party. Yeah. I see him walk by. And then he had brought up Urban Meyer to me through his mom and dad, Cindy and Mark. And I'm like, no, Urban Meyer's not coming. And I said, look, I'm not piling on. 96.2% of Michigan State fans are incredible people. You're not getting your, your pick of the letter from the coaching tree to come in. You're not. I stand by that they'll either have Mark D'Antonio come back and try and get the program back on track, or as this gentleman from Rockford said, why won't they look at Tony and Nice? And I said, I don't know why. It won't be big enough for the Michigan State message mafia board. Oh, my God. That's Jesus or Urban Meyer. Who will you choose? Pick one. Vote right now at the messagemafia.com board. Hey, you know what? I think it's going to be Jesus. Yeah. He's going to come take over. I think it's Urban Meyer. Because you know why? There's a lot of Maya stores in Michigan and Urban Maya. That's why. I've had it with the Michigan State fan thinking that every coach in America is going to line up. It is a hornet's nest still there. And if Izzo wasn't worried about his team that could win the national championship, I saw they were number two in the Big Ten basketball media days poll behind Purdue. I still think they have more athleticism than Purdue. Yeah, you got Zach Eady. He's what, 7'10"? <laughs> hey, Zach, don't put up your hands. You're hitting, you're bending the rim. Zach, what I tell you? Stop putting up your hands. You're bending the rim. I would be the worst coach on earth. Oh, my God, I'd make Bobby Knight look like the Dalai Lama. I guarantee I would sign zero recruits. Nobody would come play for me. All right, welcome to Big Ten Basketball Media Days. Uh, Michigan State just spoke. We're now going to talk to Bill Simonson, head coach of Huge University, a new addition to the Big Ten with the expansion. Uh, Bill, where are the four players that are supposed to come along? I don't have anybody on the roster yet. Uh, Why is that, Bill? I go, ask them. Hey, John Johnson from the uh, Peoria Telegraph. Uh, How do you expect to compete in the Big Ten this year? I hope I have players. Next question. Just be realistic. Go have why? What is wrong with Tony Anise? One in Muskegon, JUCO at Grand Rapids Community College, back-to-back national championships, impeccable record. He he is a. Football mind. 
And I put Tony in the class of Brian Kelly, who I met while at Grand Valley. I put him in the class of Rich Rodriguez, who was an offensive genius, didn't know squat about defense, and brought his friends along to Ann Arbor. I'm telling you, Tony Anise has an offensive mind as good as any coach I've ever sat down and talked to. Rich Rodriguez, Ann Arbor, I remember that. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Hey, you're there with your son, Tyler? Hey, why don't you guys go in, uh, uh, go in the equipment closet and just grab anything you want and take it with you? Uh, Rich, you made a mistake. What is it, Bill? You told me to take as much free stuff as I wanted. Can I get a semi? Hey, Bill, won't take you down to meet the team. Uh, there's Calvin McGee. Calvin, say hello to, is it Hugh? Uh, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh? No, it's uh, Bill. You call me Bill. All right, Bill. Say hello to Bill, Calvin. Hold on, right here from Glenville State. All my buddies, they've been with me all the way coaching. I turn, I look at one of the defensive film rooms. Five guys have their, like, cowboy boots on up on the table with spittoons. It looked like the guys in Tombstone who are just hanging out waiting to rob another train when it comes through. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, Brian Kelly, coaches in person who I thought were offensive geniuses that I've talked to. Kelly, I knew I knew where he was going, NFL or Notre Dame one day, Notre Dame, Boston College were his dream jobs. I'm trying to think who else would be on that list. Rich Rod was amazing offensive mind, my Lord. And Tony Nice. And I got to know Tony in that program when I – Flew down with the team, and I went to the national championship week in McKinney, Texas, outside of Dallas. And there's a reason why they're back-to-back national champions. They aren't cheating. There's no NIL. There might be, you know, he might get something to eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know. He recruits the country. Most of his secondary last year on that second straight national championship team were from Florida. He recruits Texas. He knows all the Michigan coaches. Speaks at their clinics. Why Why won't Michigan State look at him? I'm serious. And then you know who's the perfect replacement back at Ferris? Peter Sturzma from Hope. Now, I don't need people from Hope and Ferris getting mad at me that I'm trying to run off your coaches. I just tell like it is. I got enough schools. No, I don't. I got one school mad at me. It's Michigan State. That's it. So I don't I don't need that right now. I know what I need, Superfly. I need a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft. I, I shared the photo. Honolulu Blue, raspberry, and lemonade. 10% alcohol. Oh, yeah. Two of them right now, and I'm Andrew Dice Clay on the radio. Some good stuff. Ever since I sipped the first one, the Lions haven't lost a game. Is it Honolulu Blue Magic Juice? I don't know. Cool can, too. With the silver and Honolulu Blue. I I posted the photo. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Yeah, we've gone above the Kool-Aid. Yeah, we're not drinking the Kool-Aid anymore. We get an adult beverage when we're watching the Lions. Speaking of Lions, Mike Kimber, 
Micro Mike from YouTube, Lions, Fanatic, Lions Nation Unite. He'll join us coming up in about 20 minutes. Mark Ewell's going to check in from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, and there's a developing story here in West Michigan. So the OK Conference, which is Ottawa, Kent County, uh, the conferences has kind of followed the lead of the OK Conference. Well, there's a group of seven schools, Allendale, Lowell, Cedar Springs, Kennewa Hills, Sparta, Coopersville, and Greenville, who are close to finalizing their River Cities Alliance Conference, and it's really about travel and competition. And when the story broke about 10 days ago, I think it was Lenny Padilla who does a great job with high school sports here in West Michigan. My first thought was, I get it. You know, I grew up, like I said last week, I think I touched on this a little, I grew up with the Tri-River, right? And we had some drives to Fremont. Fremont had to go to Lakewood, Lake Odessa, Sparta, Coopersville, Cedar Springs, Belding, I think was the school I left out last week. Right? I, I think high schools need to go back to developing rivalries. And this doing conferences based on the size of your schools, that's for the playoffs. That, that's how they do different divisions in football. That's for the playoffs. The fairness will be there. But what do you want? And I, and I, I remember the, the old school days of Tri-River, the fans going to Cedar for a game, going to Lowell. Lowell is part of the old Tri-River. Sparta and Coopersville going straight down 13 Mile. You're going to draw bigger crowds for all your sports if you have the neighborhood rivalries. Now, granted, Allendale to Lowell doesn't really match the transportation thing they're talking about in this new River Cities Alliance. And let's be honest, part of this is that some of those schools did not want to join a conference because of football with Grand Rapids West Catholic and Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who are two of the premier programs each and every year in the state, regardless of class. And what you're, what you're getting here, and I haven't talked to anybody from any of these schools. I'm just giving you my opinion. That they want to get back to some of the rivalries, which made high school sports and still make them. And that they don't want to have to go into a conference in football with Catholic and West. And I get, you, you know, my son and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern played Grand Rapids Catholic Central last week. We're down by seven. It was a great game, and we just fell apart in the third quarter. I, I welcome those challenges. But if you're in a conference for four years, what does that do to your program? I don't think the Catholic schools need their own league, but they might be forced to have their own league like you do in Detroit with the Detroit Catholic League that then had to go add schools from Toledo because the public schools in the Toledo metro area didn't want the Catholic schools in it. Mark Ewell, who will join us later, has told us on this show 73% of the state championships run by the Michigan High School Athletic Association are won by public schools. But it's football. It's football. It's competitiveness in football that's driving the bus on this River Cities Alliance conference change and them soon or close, it's not official, to leaving the OK Conference. So as I was talking with uh, a Grand Rapids Catholic Central booster who I ran into the same time I ran into the MSU fan from Rockford at the Meyer on Naps Corner while getting gas, 
I have no problem. If my kids go to Forest Hills Public Schools, if Forest Hills Northern, Forest Hills Central, and Eastern join a conference with East Grand Rapids and Catholic Central and Grand Rapids Christian, and they maybe uh, Northview in that, and it's all schools close to each other that border each other, that some kids from Forest Hills go to Catholic, right? That they, you know, East Grand Rapids, that board, you have these natural rivalries, all sports, you're going to draw. So you're going to get more fan interaction, more student interaction, because they know kids at the other school. And I think some schools like Greenville are saying, we don't want to drive to Muskegon to play games. Fans aren't going to go, especially if your team's not winning. Unfortunately, that is a fact of high school sports, that you'll get in your car and go to a game, obviously, if your children are playing. But if you're a fan, neutral fan, you're only going to go if your team has a big game or they're playing well, any sport. So why not, why not redesign the conferences in West Michigan and across the state? And I do want some feedback throughout the broadcast, and it will be our huge question of the day. Where are your high school plays? Do you feel it's still part of the rivalries, uh, the neighborhood matchups, the next town over? I'm curious statewide because we are a statewide show. And on a Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday, it's the right time. Are you happy with the way your conference structure is? I just want to hear from the people. I I don't have an issue with it. I personally don't. I I welcome playing Grand Rapids South Christian and Grand Rapids Catholic Central. You want to try and beat the best. I don't think they recruit as much as people want to claim that. If you're a parent with someone in 6th, 7th grade, you're looking at a school your son or daughter is a great athlete, you're going to move or try and live in the best district for your kids, academically and athletically. And some districts make that commitment, and some schools do, to sports. And then that cycles when you have a great run of three classes together. But bring back the neighborhood rivalries. And I'd love to hear from anybody listening, Midland Bay City, Saginaw, Flint area, Lansing, where we have listeners up north. Up north, there's not a lot of neighborhood rivalries because you, if you're a good-sized school like Petoskey, you have to go play Sault Ste. Marie, right? You have to go, you have to go travel to Gaylord. Yeah, there's, there's like National Forest and then another school district, right? I mean, I get that. This is more of a, I think, a metro area question because when you talk about, well, it's not fair for, to the kids – well, it's balanced out by divisions in the state playoffs. It is. It is balanced out. And I know Mark, who will join us, Mark Ewell from the MHSAA, I know there's talk of everybody being able to get into the playoffs, and that might make it better, right? But then you get really bad games to start. So maybe there's a buy process for the higher teams so you get better first-round matchups, right? But I do support a realignment in the Ottawa-Kent conference of getting back to the neighborhood rivalries. And I don't care if a school has 300 more kids, right? It's like Rockford. They have 3,000 kids. They should open up another high school, 800, be a Division IV school, and they still have 2,200 kids on their main campus. More, You double up boys and girls' opportunities to play sports. Not just make a team, but be a part of it. But that's that school district. And those people who pay taxes there, they get to choose that. I'm not going to tell people how they have to live. 
I'm telling you, I don't mind it. You know, enforce those public schools. I don't know if there is a unified commitment to athletics. I, I really don't. But academics are one of the best uh, in in the state. So when I, yeah, Bill Simonson here, man, I'm tired of you putting academics before athletics. As Bill Simonson again, oh yeah, you're more proud of the GPA than eighth place in the conference? Oh, so now it's about SAT and ACT scores? Not the fact that we didn't score to tie up Catholic Central? <laughs> uh, wait, we're all parents, or most of you who are listening, we all have the lose our mind moment with kids sports. We do. I don't care who you are. You do. You have it. Yeah. You know what? Are you telling me? That you're going to put 90% of the kids in college, but we're putting 2% in college athletics? Where are the priorities? I think it's simple. Make it geographical. And if one school is bigger, so be it. You know, I, I really do. And you can find a way, I think, to get close. Because I'm, I'm looking at this new group of this River City Alliances or whatever River yeah River Cities Alliance that you have Cedar Springs Lowell Allendale Kennewa Hills Sparta My Old School Coopersville and Greenville you as Sparta's a I think Sparta or probably the smallest in the group and Allendale might be close but I'm cool with that because again sports is cyclical in high school based on if you have fifteen hundred kids or you have eight hundred. How many are athletes, right? I just, I'd rather have matchups, neighborhood rivalries, where you can do it in metro areas and conferences. I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's how you get it done. Let's go to Augur in Grand Rapids listening on 96.1 The Game. You're on the huge show. Augur, how you doing? Long time, no call. How's it going? It's shaking. Yeah. So these uh, the alignment's pretty interesting. Um, I don't think it's as much travel as it is uh, competitiveness. Competitiveness, um, because there's you know you're going to get like you said you're going to get thrown into those conferences with West Catholic, Catholic Central, Union in basketball, Ottawa Hills in basketball, and it's pretty tough. Um, but there's also the other point, I think Mark will talk about it, is the other programs. They don't have enough JV school teams. They don't have enough soccer, enough swimming and diving and all those other sports. Where And so, so kids are left out, too, and that's another reason. And also, can you ask them, did they talk about doing an all-Catholic, all-Christian league, too? I know I have an auger. Thanks for the call in Grand Rapids. Uh, by the way, he's a high school official. When I was watching my son, I walked into the stadium at East Kenwood, home of Grand Rapids South. Christian Auger and his wife were there, and Auger comes walking by, and he's official. He made one good call that game. That was really good, Auger. Thank you so much. No, he was he did he did a good job. He really did. Mark Ewell did say on the show numerous times in the last year that there'll never be a private state championship run by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. 
Now, there is a Detroit Catholic League, and like I said, they added, I think, Toledo schools. I'm not sure if Jackson Lumni Christie joined. I know there was some talk. But I now a private conference in the Grand Rapids metro area, which could feature Grand Rapids West Catholic, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Grand Rapids Christian, Grand Rapids South Christian, Hudsonville Unity Christian, Holland Christian. That, that's not a bad idea. Because, again, I know those schools that say, well, oh, wait a minute. We're, we got a tough game. You know, think about basketball, football, even soccer. Like the new conference that Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern is going into, Holland, Holland Christian, South Christian, like potential and reigning state champions or deep runs or conference champs. So it's not just about football, but football does drive the bus. And that's where schools can make money. That's why with more neighborhood rivalries, you get bigger crowds. But as Mark Ewell told me, and as I mentioned in my opening opinion, that 73% of state championships won in the state of Michigan are won by public schools. Uh, That was the last number he gave me. I'm just talking about logistics. All right, so Hamilton, Michigan, which is a great place, right? South, uh, you know, Holland, our listeners on WHTC, Allegan County. They're going to be in our conference next year, and we're Ada, Grand Rapids, Forest Hills Eastern on the northeast side of GR. It's going to be an hour. An hour. Now, flip that and have East Grand Rapids in our conference and how many people are going to watch when they play each other in hockey or whatever it is, or basketball, or soccer. I mean, I'm, you know, Hamilton needs to be in a conference with, you know, the Holland schools and all that. I get that, right? South Haven, whatever it is. Make it geographical. Oh, it'll be unfair. I don't think it would be. I don't. You look at Rockford. They play in a conference with Hudsonville, basically what the OK Red used to be. Hudsonville, West Ottawa, Grand Haven. And now the Muskegon schools came in, and Muskegon is a powerhouse in football. They are. So that's part of this competitiveness that Auger was saying that people want to avoid. Let's go to Jay in Bay City listening on 100.9 FM, The Met. You're on the Huge Show. How you doing, Huge? Hey, Jay. Um so my son is actually a transfer from one school to our crosstown rival. He goes to basically John Glenn. And our football team can't keep up with the big schools like Freeland and Frankenmuth in football because they have the facilities to be able to do that. But in baseball, we absolutely just delete them. So, you know, it's, it's where the schools are putting their money, too. But we don't have a problem with going and fighting them and, you know, doing the best we can. And in football, we put up a fight every year. You know, we're going to lose. But the boys are looking forward to those fights because they're a better school and we want them. And basically, John Glenn, by the way, thank you, Jay. I watched them play Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern the last two years. Just an outstanding uh, baseball program there at Bay City, John Glenn. Both teams were worthy of being back-to-back state champions. I agree with you, buddy. That's why we played Grand Rapids Catholic Central last Friday night. Hung with them, more than hung with them at halftime. Gave it away in the third. We only lost by three to Grand Rapids South Christian, who is number one in the state with Freeland or Grand Rapids South Christian, depending in Division Four, what you look at. I was proud of them. I'd rather have that game where those guys are there, start to finish, going, going hard. The, not just my son, but the entire team. And they walk away there with their heads hung high that they lost by three. The defending state champion, 
and now I think number one, and they're playing Catholic Central Friday. I'd rather have that than go nine and no and just beat up on people. Because I think those challenges, at least inside my eyes watching my son, have brought out the best in him. And you will have challenges in life. And again, I go back to football, which I believe nothing against any other high school sport. Football teaches the children at a young age through high school into college. It teaches you how to become a man. To play with pain. Tough loss. Big fumble. Block punt like we had against CC that changed the whole game. But I know when my son walks through the door, I see him. That next week I have him. Now, I look at him and with respect and say, you brought it. Every snap you were on the field, I watched that film, you brought it. I don't tell him that. I see it. You brought it. Life isn't about wins every week. Life is about how you get through the bad times. Because then when it's good, it's really good. So I do support, and not necessarily, I don't support separating the Catholic and Christian schools. I, I don't. I really don't. I, I, I just don't. And I think there are great families uh, at all schools, and everybody has their own struggles. People aren't buying. Yeah, Grand Rapids Catholic Central has great coach, great facilities. So do we. But you know what? I saw the Ottawa Hill soccer team show up. And I know the public schools don't have the same opportunities in athletics. This is the other night to wrap up the OK Gold soccer tournament. And I saw the kids. It's freezing. It's cold. They weren't dressed for the weather. It changed during the day. And I looked at one of the facilities directors. And I said, hey, why don't we buy all them a hot chocolate? So we walked over to the kids and said, hey, you guys want a hot chocolate? Which I don't think opposing teams should have to pay for, but I did. And I split it with the facilities director. I wanted to say, what do you guys want? You want to eat? Did you guys eat after school? Did you get a sub on the bus like our kids do? And so we can't, we can't segregate our sports. We can't punish the public schools or those kids, and we can't separate the private schools. So what's the balance? I think you do a geographical line and you look at eight schools that's, that are close to each other, and that's your conference, just like we used to back in the day. That's how you do it, in my mind. I don't care about size. I don't. Yeah, there are some obvious, if, if a small private school like a Grand Rapids North Point Christian playing eight-man right now, but they're going to go back to 11-man, you're not going to put them with Rockford or East Kentwood or Catholic Central. I get that. But there is some common sense and logic that I hope the seven schools leaving will be a wake-up call for athletic directors the OK Conference to get back to what we all love with high school sports, and it's playing our crosstown rival. Because those kids grew up playing Little League against each other, or you knew a kid who left and went to that school and used to be on your Little League team, or you know the friends who live down the street and their kids go to that private school. It's all good. Get back to the rivalries and the crosstown matchups in these urban areas for conferences. That's what needs to happen. On the way, Mike Kimber, Lions insider, he'll join us for the Motor City. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. 
Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge Show is back live across Michigan. The only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We were just going over the final pairings for the huge rivalry cup. Monday at the Alpine Golf Club, a 12 noon shotgun. 8 a.m. Monday at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford. 72 two-person MSU teams versus 72 Michigan fan teams. Three nine-hole matches, alternate shot scramble, best ball. Lunch will be provided by Nick Lipinski, Eric Schwab, and the crew. They just bought the Alpine Golf Club after an unbelievable two-year multi-million dollar renovation project at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford and also the Lipinski's own Arrowhead and Carroll. For those of you in the thumb listening on 100.9 FM or Sports Extra 1330. So we're down to what is it? Two two-person Michigan State teams? Now you're saying three? What? At North Kent, 8 a.m. Three? Okay. A lot of stress behind putting together a final shotgun sheet and I use that with EE for two golf courses, 144 golfers thank you for the amazing uh, turnout, we have a waiting list on the Michigan side, we need three Michigan State twosomes, correct? 21 and up golf is free, lunch is free let Superfly know here before the end of the show at 1-866-838-4843 he'll need the handicap for you and your golf partner, like I said, lunch is being provided. Nick Lipinski always does it right. I'll be broadcasting Monday statewide from the Alpine Golf Club 
northwest side of Grand Rapids in Comstock Park. Uh, they have a huge trophy that's being made specifically for this tournament that will stay in the clubhouse and be engraved with Michigan or Michigan State fans winning. Oh, the winning teams get uh, medals. I'm telling you, Nick, he doesn't do anything. That isn't first class top shelf. So we need three, right? Uh, you, you give me that look where you're not sure, Superfly. So you can call Superfly at 1-866-838-4843. Easiest way, your, two, your name, your golf partner's name, your golf handicaps. This will be for the 8 a.m. shotgun Monday. Alpine is completely full. The 12 noon shotgun. So do that. Add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Don't give me that look, man. Oh, what? What, what are you saying now? Hold on. What, what do you? Can you move Kimber uh, to? Can you move him to four forty for me? I, you just tell him we've been busy, right? We had a, a crazy busy hour. Plus, we're putting together. We got the Lions. Oh my lord! I was looking at some of. You know, is he cool with that? The Kimber will Kimber from Lions Nation unite. Talk to us in an hour. Is he all right? He's a great Lions insider. We made Risden a star. Kimber's becoming a star. This is like the voice. Or America's Got Talent. Or American Sports Idol. We're close, Superfly. We're three twosomes away on the Michigan State side. So come on, Michigan State fans. Because the fact that I have to ask you to finish off the final three teams, the Michigan fans are going berserk on the Huge Show social networks. They got little eyes in the dark going, Spotty, where are you? So the easiest way, go to add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. You'll see the pinned post. First three twosomes who want to represent the green and white will hook you up. And then we can be done with it, Superfly. Because this has definitely been a stress test on friendship. When I tell people, like, yeah, you know what? Two, five kids. I've, I've learned a lot of patience. BS. Not happening. <laughs> Zero. What's your patience level? Zero. Really? Yeah, I'm at the restaurant. The kid's smacking his food behind me. Do you wait and maybe tell the parents, hey, little Junior's making some smacking noises? Or do you turn around and look at the kid and say, stop it! Not my kid. I don't do that. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. I want to ask him about conferences, Catholic, private versus neighborhood rivalries, and should conferences be aligned based on school size or more about uh, where those kids are from, you will join us coming up. You can always join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Urban U. They are Michigan's number one med spa. They provide services to men and women in the greater Grand Rapids and Detroit metro areas. Also, their laser services are very important and essential for men and women as you age, and no matter what you're doing during the summer, whether it's sports, whether it's just hanging out on the dock or on the beach, laser can knock out signs of aging. Laser improves sun damage, wrinkles, and skin texture with little to no downtime. And also during the month of October, you can save $250 on laser by booking with Urban U. Go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss. And you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m. And two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Wednesdays are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can watch boys and girls high school sports live and on demand at MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. Jeff Risden sent out some notes from the Detroit Lions podcast. Rizzy with the Lions Wire and Draft Wire. The Lions offensive player Pro Football Focus ranks by position. Check this out. Jared Goff is first out of 33 QBs. Graham Glasgow second out of 78 linemen. Frank Regnow second out of 37 centers. Sam Laporta fourth out of 68 tight ends. Big V, fourth out of 78 offensive linemen. Panay Sewell, fifth out of 72. Josh Reynolds, 12th out of 110 receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown, 13th out of 110 receivers. 
David Montgomery at running back, 14th out of 53 NFL running backs. And Khalif Raymond, 18th out of 110 receivers. Look at those numbers. And if you think about it, it, it's really a play away in the Seattle game from this team sitting there undefeated. Wow. Jared Goff is ranked the number one quarterback, according to Pro Football Focus. You go through 11 guys on offense, and the lowest ranked guy is number 18 out of 110 receivers. Yeah, it's time to get down on it. What you going to do? I'm going to win that Lombardi trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to get down on it. What are we going to do? We're going to win that trophy. Let's go, everybody. One reminder, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, and you can listen for free and catch up on your schedule. I know a lot of people have different hours. Uh, You're running around with the kids, the girlfriend, the wife, the family. Uh, Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen when you want to. And also anywhere in the world where you get mobile service, search The Huge Show on the iHeart app and you can listen live weekdays at 3. Presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Hour number two with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Another huge week of football. We'll get to the Lions in Tampa on Sunday, 425 p.m. kick against the three and one Buccaneers. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, will join us. Also, Mike Kimber, Micro Mike from YouTube and Lions Nation Unite. We'll hear from Michael inside this hour. Tim Wheeler will join us in studio for our weekly True and Blue segment. Tim heads up the communications for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and they have a very special event connecting children to law enforcement coming up, and Tim will fill us in. Mark Ewell, I think we may have to reschedule. He was in a meeting. Is he good at 520? All right, so Mark will join us at 520 because I want to get his feedback on a couple things connected to high school leagues, uh, the way the leagues are drawn up. I know the OK Conference, which is Ottawa-Kent County here on the west side, and I told you about an hour ago that they have seven schools that are close to finalizing, leaving and forming their own league. 
It won't affect anything come playoff time. They'll still be ranked in whatever division and school size you are. That's why I, I look at the conference championships and are they as important as making the playoffs? It's like the NFC North title for the Lions. That banner, eh, you want, you'd rather win a playoff game. But the one thing that I do support, and I don't support dismantling the OK Conference, and I don't think this is the Pac-12 imploding. Somebody said it's like college football, but God, everybody's got to run and get a deal. No, I think it's simple. I think the OK Conference and the Ottawa-Kent-West Michigan corridor restructure your conferences to be more geographical for neighborhood rivalries, crosstown rivalries, less travel. I mean, you don't need these hour bus rides when the kids are coming back after a two-hour soccer game, and you can't move up the game times because then parents can't get off of work. No. I, I think this is about restructuring to make it more regional and local for the conferences. That's all. We all grew up that way, right? The old school City League here. I, those of you listening across the state, and this is more for the uh, the metro area listeners uh, who are tuning in right now on the Michigan Sports Network, because you get to some places in Michigan where you got to travel a long way just to have a conference, and you need games. But I think what happened here with this new River City Alliance conference that when a lot of schools saw that they were going to be with Grand Rapids Catholic Central and Grand Rapids West Catholic, they said, putting on the brakes, we're going to form our own conference because of competition, that you know it's going to be next to impossible for you to win that conference in football. Other sports, you'll be fine. You know, it's kind of like where my kids go to, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern. They have a few select sports that have great coaches Great culture and great commitment, and they're successful. Won the state championship in D2 baseball a couple of years ago with Ian Hearn. Got to the final four this past year. Track with Coach Mack, I think top five in D2 last year in the state. Lacrosse, solid. Hockey, solid. Girls and boys on uh, lacrosse. You know, so it's not just about football, but, you know, and really it's some of the, you know, the golf teams having to go travel that far, getting back on a school night at 9 30, 10 o'clock. No, make it, it's easy to, I don't care about school size. The school size will be defined come playoff time. Try and do it geographically speaking and make it as fair as you can with schools within three, four hundred of each other. That's all. I think it's a simple process. And hopefully the OK Conference will get the message with this seven schools defecting and forming their own that people want this. Now, some are saying, well, maybe all the private schools should form their own league. That would be one heck of a league in the Grand Rapids metro area if you did Holland Christian, Hudsonville Unity Christian, Grand Rapids Catholic, Grand Rapids West Catholic, Grand Rapids Christian. Right, If you went along those lines, but would you have enough to form a conference? And schools like Grand Rapids Catholic Central and football, Todd Colster and his staff have done a wonderful job. They have a tough time getting local games. They've had to schedule teams from Chicago and Illinois and Detroit because no one locally will play them. That is part of this. When you look at this new alliance that they wanted to get the hell away from Grand Rapids West Catholic 
and Grand Rapids Catholic Central football. Plain and simple. And that's not an indictment on either one of those programs. And I know both coaching staffs, and I know a lot of parents and players and former players, and they do it the right way. And when someone does it the right way, envy and being petty isn't the right way to go. But I see what these schools are doing. Most of it is travel friendly, right? But they just want more... Uh, we're a conference title with some, you know, Sparta Coopersville playing in football, right? Greenville Lowell, old school Tri-River. That, that's what they're looking at. And I say do that with all your conferences. Blow up your original design for next year and make it as local with schools as possible. Like in Forest Hills, there's no reason why Forest Hills Eastern shouldn't play Forest Hills Central and Northern in football every year. I know one school's, well, both schools are bigger, but why not? Basketball, all the sports should happen. So I I think this will be a move here that if it already isn't happening, where they're going to redraw, redesign the conferences. If they don't, then you're going to get another group that will splinter off here uh, before the end of the school year. And you could have, and then you're going to get schools left holding the bag that won't have a conference that might have to travel hours to be a part of a conference. So do the right thing, make it local, make it geographical. Is this Mike Kimber? Micro Mike, yes. Lions Insider, he knows everything, YouTube, Lions Nation, Unite, he's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess line, how you doing, my man? I am doing great, ready for the game on Sunday. Yeah, 3-1 and one Tampa, another road game, and I'm just thinking if the Lions by... You know, midnight, give or take, are back on that team charter heading from Tampa back to Detroit Metro. And they had won games this year at Kansas City, at Green Bay, at Tampa. You know, you're not going to start doing the math, but I think the Lions currently are in a race that can they somehow get home field advantage away from the Niners or Eagles. And I will say the Niners look like a team that may run the table and not lose a game this year. It's very possible that the 49ers could run the table. They are a very good team all the way from offense, defense, and special teams. The Detroit Lions, though, you're right. I think they have an opportunity here. Uh, you look at their schedule, the next four weeks may be the toughest, and I don't even think it's that tough. you got to play Bears twice, the Minnesota Vikings twice, Denver Broncos. They have a legit shot to get a high seed in the playoff race. All right, so I was looking at the pro football focus rankings for the Lions, and it is stunning to see through five games how well most on that entire offensive unit are playing. It's amazing. It is amazing, and Jared Goff right now is rated number one quarterback, and that's amazing considering the fact when we traded for this guy, a lot of people thought he was just a throwaway, but him and Ben Johnson has been dialed in, and it absolutely helps when you have such a stud offensive line and the ability to run the football. So it just opens everything up, and the efficiency from every single player in their job and their duty is just on par right now and just exceptional. Mike, uh, when you look at this team and you look where they're at right now, is there any concern, any mild flag you have about the Lions starting Sunday in Tampa that uh, could hurt them to some level? 
The only thing I possibly could think of is just continued injuries. You know, we've seen some injuries happen already, but, you know, if you start to get injured, say Jared Goff gets injured, or if St. Brown's unable to go, in which he did come back to practice today, that would be a concern. But in all honesty, the Lions are really good with depth. They're filling in when somebody's injured, and it's like the offense or defense just continues to hum regardless who is in the lineup. All right, and and speaking of who's in the lineup, uh, one thing that has really been a bright spot for the Lions this year that I talked about starting Monday at 3, the depth all summer. I just loved how much depth they had at every position, especially when they got Teddy Bridgewater to back up golf, and it's coming to play every week so far. 100%, and that's how you become a good team because injuries do happen. It's a long season. you got to have guys who can back up guys. A lot of people are worried. Okay, St. Brown's not playing against the Panthers. How is the offense going to do? Well, we scored 42 points. And when you have this type of depth where uh, one person goes out, another one comes in, and the the offensive defense continues – that's how you win games. And that's how you continue to be a good team. All the good teams have great depth. And it's a, a testament to Brad Holmes, the ability to draft players in the mid to late rounds and find free agent pickups that don't cost a lot of money to help this team out for the long haul. Micah, the matchup with Tampa Bay on Sunday, 425, the feature game on Fox Lions and the Bucks. What do you think are three things that need to happen for the Lions and the Lions Nation to be happy with a W. Well, first off, the Detroit Lions offensive line has got to hold strong. They got a really good defensive line over there with Vita Vea. Three and a half sacks for that team. Their defense is top ten. So if you can hold the offensive line, keep Jared Goff upright and run the football they should have a very good chance winning that game. And defensively, get turnovers. Right now, the Detroit Lions this last week just got three turnovers. We're plus one for the season. Continue to do that. If Baker Mayfield can throw some picks, that's going to help out and be clean. Right now, the Buccaneers are plus seven in the turnover differential. That's third best in the NFL. Let's go ahead and not fumble or throw picks. The Lions should get a win because they are the better team on paper. Speaking of the better team, if we were doing the five-game MVP balloting for the Lions right now, who would be the most valuable Lion five games in? Oh, I'm going to have to go with Jared Goff. He has been really good. Now, he did throw three picks so far this season, but let's be clear, he has taken full in command of this offense. He is throwing dimes to Josh Reynolds. He is taking charge of all the players to put him in their assignments. He just looks like he is very comfortable with Ben Johnson. And I think with his ability to bring his game up this year, that's why the Lions are having a ton of success. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Jared Goff. And I think, speaking of golf, that uh, they're going to they're gonna give him that extension and that new deal sooner than later. I really believe that's coming maybe bye week because that would be a good bye week story, right? Yeah, that'd be a perfect bye week story, and and you're right. I think they do have to extend him. 
He's overperformed. He's taken on the mantle of Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. And right now, if we're looking like it's, we're going to win the NFC North for the first time since the 90s, you cannot let a quarterback go that's doing this with this Lions team. So, yeah, I think that's the perfect time to extend him on the bye week, and that would give a lot of fans something to read about and enjoy while we're watching other football games. I'll tell you what, golf leading the Lions to an NFC North title for the first time since the 90s, that's close to a statue right next to Joe Lewis in downtown Detroit. Hey, Barry Sanders, watch out. If Jared Goff does it, that could be the next one up there. You're 100% correct. I mean, Matthew Stafford could not even do that. Now he's dealing with a lot of Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, Jared Goff is doing something that majority of Lions fans have not seen in a very long time. You're going to have to talk to older Lions fans back when Barry Sanders and Herman Moore were playing because right now this is something new for the younger fans. If Goff wins two playoff games, two, two playoff games this year, I'm telling you, they're hiring a sculptor. It's going to happen. If he can just win two playoff games, let alone take this team to the Super Bowl, and my main theme continues. If the Lions have any shot at winning the NFC, they have to have home field advantage. And even then, I believe beating the Niners would be tough. Uh, before I let you go, there's some rumbling out of Detroit. And again, I, you know, sports radio fodder, I do it for a living that, hey, JMO, they should trade him right now and see if they can get uh, defensive help. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, the Lions have arguably the second fastest guy at wide out. He's going to stretch the field when he gets lathered up and he gets some consistency. I think he's going to open up this offense even more than we're seeing. Uh, your thoughts on the importance of JMO short term, long term, and would a trade be a smart move? Trade would not be a smart move right now. First off, sometimes it takes individuals a little bit time to learn their job. Remember, Derek Barnes, everybody was talking about this guy's a bust, and now this is year three, and he's absolutely dominating for a linebacker. Jamison Williams has not played that much football as of yet. He's starting to get his foot wet right now, and having that big speed, specifically when you're in the playoffs, it opens the offense up because the defense got to account for his speed. So so that is a player we must have on this offense. Even if he's not getting the football, his presence on the field is felt. His presence is felt every time he appears on the Huge Show. He is known as Micro Mike, Mike Kimber. Look for him on YouTube. Also, Lions Nation Unite. I love his opinions and his commentary. My man, uh, we'll talk next week. Look back at the trip to Tampa. All right. You have a good one. Go Lions. Yeah. He didn't say one pride. Oh, my God. He says one pride all the time. He said go Lions before the Seattle game. I don't need, the curses are gone. Can you get him back on right now and just say one pride? Here, get him back on. Please call him. Yeah, I'm serious right now. I've hung on to some Lions superstitions. Every time he says one pride, I end the conversation with that means a win. Just have him. We got to do that again, Brett. We do. I, I don't. You got can't break. I. I'm wearing the same underwear every Sunday. They just hang on the back of the door. I don't even wash them. I eat a lot of roughage the night before. Now, so we got to get Mike. We just got to have him do the one pride thing, because we. Hey, Mike. I don't mean to interrupt you again, but every week. 
you've been on before the Lions' next game. The only week you said go Lions was before Seattle. Every other week where they've won, you've said one pride, okay? So I got to say one pride right now no, and no. not go Lions. No, no, you got to do so. What I'm going to do is say, hey, Mike, thanks for coming on the huge show. And you go, one pride. You know, like, like how, how you've ended it. Because otherwise, I'm feeling a curse, okay? Absolutely. Let's okay, I just you know. Trust me, I'm I'm psychotic and just deal with it. Okay, here we go. Uh, hey, uh, Mike Kimber, Lions Nation Unite, Micro Mike on YouTube, man. Thanks for coming by, Mike. Awesome, one pride. <laughs> there you go. They haven't lost when he says that. He said, "Go Lions!" Before Seattle. I know the curse of Bobby Lane was exercised by, who was it? Was it Peyton Manning and who was that? Oh, Jeff Daniels, the actor, who I love, great actor, huge Detroit fan. Don't, hey, and by the way, Superfly, don't get an attitude yelling through the glass at me. Eric Schwab and Nick Lipinski from the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford and the Alpine Golf Club just sent me the photos of the trophies for each club for the huge rivalry cup. Michigan versus Michigan State fans on Monday. They look outstanding. I'll share them. Add Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. How many teams we still need? Is it three Michigan State teams? So the last six spots, right? Is that it? Three spots with two-person teams. Three times two is what? Six people. I said spots. I got it. I got it. I, I feel better we got Micro Mike back on. All right, so we have three two-person Michigan State teams left. If you're a green and white fan and you want to take part in the huge rivalry cup, Michigan versus Michigan State fans, three nine-hole matches, scramble, best ball, alternate shot. You need to let Superfly know your twosome at 1-866-838-4843. This is the last chance to sign up. Three Michigan State twosomes. Or you can drop them at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You'll see the pin post and also uh, the pin tweet. And Monday, 8 a.m. at the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, 12 noon, shotgun at the Alpine Golf Club that Nick Lipinski and his family just bought. He also rebuilt and brought it back to life. The Arrowhead Golf Club in Carroll, if you're in the thumb listening on 100.9 FM or Sports Extra 1330. And... He put millions into the North Kent Golf Club. It looks fabulous now. And we'll do the same thing with the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR. Thanks to everybody. That means when we get six more people, 144 golfers. That'll be pretty cool. And I'll be broadcasting statewide live Monday, 3 until 6, from the Alpine Golf Club in Comstock Park on the northwest side of GR. Thanks to the Grand Rapids Gold for providing some prizes and also our friends, from the Grand Rapids Griffins. On the way, Jim Comperoni will join us. Michigan State back on the football field at Rutgers. What's the latest in terms of the replacement for Mel Tucker and what's going on in East Lansing? Comp will join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. 
Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. Maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are backing down. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. The box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hugs. The show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Mark Hewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us in about 50 minutes. I'll get his thoughts about how he feels that conferences should not align based on school size, but have as many local games as possible. Somebody just told me that Plainwell and Otsego have to go to Edwardsburg and Niles down by the border, but Gull Lake and Allegan are close by. You want to increase attendance, which means more money for schools? Play games that are closer to you as much as you can. And this all started with the OK Conference losing seven teams, it looks like, to their own league, where I think part of it was travel, but Allendale to Lowell exactly isn't a short ride 
I think it's more about competition that these conferences want to be in conferences similar to their talent level. Can I say that? So we'll talk to Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, coming up around 520. Let's go get an update on Tom Izzo, Michigan State basketball, Big Ten media days. Uh, How is the surge going for a replacement uh, for Mel Tucker? And also, what about the transfer portal when it comes uh, to Spartan football players? 30 days eligible and the same thing on red shirts. Comp, how you doing? Hey, great to be with you, Bill. Thank you. All right. uh, Before we get to the football side of things, uh, Michigan State, I saw the annual media poll pick number two. Uh, behind Purdue, no surprise there. Tom Izzo seems very comfortable with this team. I think you're right. And the Big Ten race is going to be interesting this year. You know, Purdue has five starters back. Of course, with the ED, and they've got a, a sophomore big man coming around they're pretty excited about. And Purdue's going to be hard to beat. Purdue does not travel to the Breslin Center this year. Purdue and Michigan State meet only once in the regular season. That's at Purdue late in the year. I think both teams are going to be really good. Top 10 caliber teams all year. Some, some have them in the top five. You know how Michigan State is. They'll, they'll trip up. They'll lose some games. They'll sink out of the top five. And they'll try to regather as the season goes along. Um, but Izzo, I mean, he's comfortable. He's really excited about the maturity of his team collectively and individually. They've got some grown men on this Michigan State team. and That's going to serve them well as the season goes along. But Purdue, Michigan State at the top, that makes sense. Illinois has good talent, little questions at point guard. You know, Ty Rogers looks like he's going to run the point at six five and a half. Not a natural point. Illinois had trouble shooting from the perimeter last year. They need to figure that out. Maryland has some talent. Those are the four right now going into the Big Ten for basketball that uh, look like the top 20 type of teams. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com. You can follow everything. Izzo and Michigan State basketball along with the search for a replacement for Mel Tucker. So before we get to the Search, uh, what's the latest on the transfer portal? A lot of rumors out there. Uh, what's real and what's fake news? You know, I was expecting a few more players to go into the transfer portal. They've lost their long snapper, Hank Pepper, and also uh, fourth string running back, Jordan Simmons, who had moved up to second string due to some injuries. Um, you know, both of those guys are juniors, true juniors that never redshirted. So if you've only played four games so far this year, once you play a fifth game, you cannot redshirt this year. So after four games, both of those players said uh, they're going into the portal, which means that they will retain junior eligibility elsewhere next year. So the system is you don't have to sit out to transfer, as everybody knows. So that's created kind of a new thing in college football for some programs, some players, players that go into the portal uh, before they play their fifth game. I was maybe expecting a few more. I had my eye on Charles Brantley a little bit, but looks like he's playing this weekend, which would be game five for him. But it's not yet been uh, an avalanche of players. And we'll see what happens this weekend at Rutgers. And, uh, you know, so far I, I thought they played with a lot of heart at Iowa. Can they keep doing that? They need to keep. They need to get a victory at some point in order to stay collected like that so far that part of it has been somewhat impressive but a, a win has to come along with it and that has to come via not turning the football over and we'll talk about the game uh in a moment but the the coaching search what what is is there a not formal process but an organized uh action going on right now inside the michigan state university athletic department yeah they've reached out to 
Two states reached out to candidates. They've utilized a search firm to do some of their legwork. Uh, you know, they've got an initial list they're working with. That list could change as the season goes along. As you know, a coach's resume is based largely on his most recent season. And this coach watch began two games into this season, so a lot of the initial candidates were based on what they did last year. So now those coaches that were pretty uh, um, borderline impressive last year or some that were impressive last year, what are they doing this year? So that's all being watched. You know, there have been agents that have been contacted, but, you know, you're in the middle of the season right now. It's not like you're going to get a, a coach to leave a program to come to Michigan State right now. So it's, um, it's my understanding. I've, I've talked to some sources and, you know, things are moving along. It's only so much you can do right now. So the timeline from what I hear, the Monday after Thanksgiving, they hope to have a coach named at that point. That would be three days after the Penn State game, which ends the regular season. That was, that's the same day a year ago that Wisconsin was able to get Luke Fickle to move away from Cincinnati. And that's the way it is right now. You, you, you get a coach when they've finished a regular season, and they've got three and a half weeks to put a recruiting class together because – Signing day is middle of December now. You know, in previous years it was February, so that has expedited the timeline for everybody. Jim Combroni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Before I let you go, what about the matchup with Rutgers? Again, it's uh, is it a winnable game like Iowa was and they just couldn't hold on? Your thoughts on the football field, what Michigan State will look like back in action after the bye week against the Scarlet Knights? I think it's similar. You know, Rutgers has a pretty good defense, questions at quarterback. Rutgers is believing right now. They feel like they've got a chance to win six or seven games, go to a bowl game, so their spirits are really high. I think Michigan State has played pretty good football in a lot of ways the last two weeks at the line of scrimmage, stopping the run at Iowa, establishing the run at Iowa. Two things that are not easy to do. Can they do that week after week and improve at the quarterback position? Will they start Kate Hauser at quarterback? If so, he has talent. Maybe he'll be better in the pocket. Maybe he'll be less antsy. Maybe less prone to turn it over. But in other ways, you start a new quarterback, you're back to square one in some ways as well. So Michigan State is good enough to win that game, but not good enough to keep having problems in the punt coverage team and turnovers. Comp, always good to hear your voice. Enjoy that Rutgers game. We'll talk soon. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. All right, Jim Comperoni checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a craft coffee. They bring their beans up from Central America, roasted in Grand Rapids, served up via home delivery or your business. Go to RoastUmber.com, and you can find Roast Umber Coffee uh, at local retailers throughout Michigan. And they do have the can Nitro Cold Brew, the ultimate wake-up drink any time of the day. No additives, no sugar. Uh, you also can order that for your home or business at RoastUmber.com and also in local stores across Michigan. We're about 30 minutes away from Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. More on the Lions at Tampa on Sunday afternoon. I think the Lions Nation is going to take over that stadium. I, I personally know about 25 people who are going to the game. Why not? 80 degrees? Starting to get a little cold. Been raining, seems, every day for a week. If not longer, why not go down out of sunny Tampa? Reisman from Pride of Detroit will join us. Tim Wheeler, who heads up communications and marketing for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. They have a pretty cool event connecting law enforcement to 
schools, teachers, kids, and families. Tim will join us in studio for a live uh, True and Blue coming up at the end of our broadcast. You want to voice your huge opinions, you can do it anytime on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It is time once again to go inside the leadership locker room with Greg Harris, uh, who joins us here on the huge show across Michigan. And everybody has a game plan in sports, right? You're breaking down the team before you play. Manager is sitting on the bench or the coach in a baseball game, and they all have a plan on how to maximize their efforts. And that comes into play, especially in sales. In sales, yeah. Bill, it's great to be on your show. Thanks for uh, uh, getting me on and your amazing audience but uh, one of my keynotes i really enjoy it's very popular is called more at bats and better pitches sales organizations are looking for more opportunities sales opportunities for their salespeople. and my keynote really lays down a lot of rules a lot of opportunities on how to get more at bats and better pitches because we have limited time a salesperson has 24 hours to prospect so I think the more at-bats, better pitches, one of our challenges is being a commodity. They put you in that bucket. You don't want to be compared to someone else. You want to stand out and be differentiating. So I give them play-by-play on how to do that. Yeah, play-by-play and more pitches, right? Everything comes into play inside the leadership locker room. If you're interested in Greg uh, helping your business, MaximizeLeadership.com. Uh, He'll stop out, talk to your business, MaximizeLeadership.com. And also Sage Advice is his book, uh, you can find at MaximizeLeadership.com and also wherever uh, you download books. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Urban U. They are Michigan's number one med spa. They provide services to men and women in the greater Grand Rapids and Detroit metro areas. Also, their laser services are very important and essential for men and women as you age. And no matter what you're doing during the summer, whether it's sports, whether it's just hanging out on the dock or on the beach, laser can knock out signs of aging. Laser improves sun damage, wrinkles, and skin texture with little to no downtime. And also during the month of October, you can save $250 on laser by booking with Urban U. Go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. All right, just let Nick Lipinski and Eric Schwab from the North Kent Golf Club in Rockford know 
And Nick also owns Arrowhead and Caro. And they just bought the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR Comstock Park. That our field of 144 golfers is now full. Thanks to everybody. We did this in less than a week. I really appreciate everybody showing up. Two different golf courses, Monday, 8 a.m. at North Kent in Rockford, noon at the Alpine Golf Club. And we're going to have the Michigan-Michigan State Rivalry Cup. I shared the photos of the trophies uh, that Nick Lipinski had done, especially for this event. They, it looks like the Wanamaker Trophy. Lunch will be provided, three nine-hole matches, Michigan versus Michigan State fans to kick off Rivalry Week on the huge show across Michigan with our friends from the Michigan Sports Network. And I'll be live Monday, 3 o'clock at the Alpine Golf Club in Comstock Park here on the west side of the state. All right, we talked to Jim Comperoni earlier about basketball media days for the Big Ten uh, yesterday. Michigan basketball, uh, I saw in the early preseason poll, picked to finish 11th. In the Big Ten, Anthony Broom, one of the Wolverine insiders from the Wolverine.com, is standing by. So is that motivation or is that just reality, Anthony? Probably a bit of both, depending on who you talk to. Um, you know, given that last year's team had a pair of of NBA first-round picks and an All-American center on it, and they struggled to even get to 18 and 16 by the time the year was over, Um you know, they didn't, at least we haven't seen them, uh, you know, replace that talent or backfill that talent. And you can, you know, guys like Doug McDaniel and Terrace Reed and some of the transfers that they brought in, you know, you can certainly, you can't say there's no talent there, but a lot of unknowns with this team. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't say, you know, if you're someone who is, who is voting them in the lower, you know, third or fourth of this conference, I can't, I can't really blame you for it. Uh, but also, the guys in that room, I know it's kind of a fresh opportunity, a new chance for guys to set their own culture, maybe some fresh blood, you know, kind of acts as, as a way to reboot this thing. But, uh, yeah, in the here and now, I think that this team will have to sneak up on people because uh, there's not a lot of hype around them, and they're going to have to go out and earn everything they get. Off a disappointing underachieving year last year, and I know Coach Howard is still recovering from uh, the heart procedure. But uh, when you look at a season that if they are 10th or 11th, if they are sub 500, if they do miss uh, the tournament, you know, you start looking at the big 10 and also the addition of the new teams coming in. That's a big hole to dig out of. Yeah, it really is. And again, it's, it, it stinks. They won't have Juwan Howard there. Cause I know, I know that, you know, if there's one thing I can say for certain with Juwan Howard is that, that guy's going to fight like crazy and 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 do what he can to squeeze every drop he can out of this group because there is a desperation there. Um, the guys that are still there from last year are disappointed with how things went, and you know you want to kind of be there with your guys to set uh, to set a foundation for what you're going to be. But you know he's got capable assistants. They're in very good hands with Phil Martelli, Scotty Washington, Howard Isley. Uh, those guys will do. Uh, we'll do a bang up job and in, in kind of filling that void on the bench. But yeah, it's um, just uh, first and foremost, I mean, you, you pray for good health and, you know, obviously timing being what it was. I mean, it, it sounds like it was fortunate that Joan got, got his situation sorted out, but um, it's going to be a little, a little weird to start the year and we'll see when he comes back. But uh, 
Yeah, I think from a leadership perspective, I think you know, I think that they'll be able to to weather that. Who will be their go to guy this year? Who who's somebody that can drop I'll say fifteen to eighteen a game for Michigan? Well, I think you add a guy like Olivier Kamwa to to be that dude for you. Uh, I think that he's capable of that in an expanded role. I like his game. I like his skill set. I think that Doug McDaniel uh, throughout the year showed you know flashes of being that guy. Uh, you know, he's a sophomore now. You'd expect him to be a little more consistent, uh, a little more assertive. And then from there, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of tough to say. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's a team full of of guys that would fill really good roles on a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, but. I don't know who that go-to guy is going to be. Um, you know, Namari Burnett is someone who, yeah, he, he's a former five-star recruit. He's been banged up in his career, hasn't really been on the court enough to develop. So maybe with good health, he's able to kind of unlock something and be that guy. But right now, you know, uh, gun to my head, I would say Kamwa's the guy. Before I let you go, thoughts on Indiana, Michigan. Uh, it should be an ugly game, should be a game where starters play until it's out of hand and maybe some rest and then then it's a rivalry game uh, with Michigan State the following week and you know Michigan number two in the country number one in CBS is top 133 so uh, expectations for you looking at this Indiana matchup yeah I think first and foremost you know when you see that you're in, in conference play that you're a 34 point favorite uh, that's, I mean, regardless of who you play, that's going to be a tough number to cover. I know I'm saying that coming off games where you beat Nebraska by 38, beat Minnesota by 42, but it looks like the weather's going to be a little bit ugly on Saturday. Looks like some, some cloudiness, some rain, maybe a little bit of wind there. I think for, first and foremost, you want to get the win and stay healthy. I think that's chief among uh, the, the priorities for Saturday because you know, regardless of what's going on at Michigan State, next week is a rivalry game. It's another trophy game. It's um, again, it doesn't matter what the the opponent looks like right now. That's a game that is on your checklist of of ones that you need to win every year. And so, staying healthy for that, especially given that the week that follows is a bye week, and then you're into November already. I think that's probably the biggest priority for Saturday. So, um, I, I expect an ugly game. I haven't submitted my pick uh, for the website yet, but. I would certainly, if you're, if you're someone looking to bet it, I would probably take the under on that one. Anthony Broom, you can follow him 24-7 at TheWolverine.com. Clayton Safey, Anthony Ballas, Doug Skeen, and Ballas with the Michigan Football Podcast. Anthony and Clayton are always jumping on podcasts. Really good stuff. If you're a University of Michigan sports fan at TheWolverine.com. Appreciate the time, my man. Have a great Wednesday evening. Of course. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony Broom joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Alliance Bucks preview for Sunday's game in Tampa here in about 10 minutes. Also, Tim Wheeler, heads up communications marketing for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, a live in studio edition of True and Blue. And we'll talk about a great event uh, with children, police officers, schools, families. It's coming up soon. Tim Wheeler in studio in less than an hour. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, he's done a great job. Last three days, we're putting together what now is a full field 144 golfers, 72 at the North Kent Golf Club on Monday to kick off rivalry week. Michigan, Michigan State fans on both sides, 72 golfers at the Alpine Golf Club in Comstock Park on the northwest side of GR. Nick Lipinski and the family. Just purchase that golf club. They'll make major renovations and upgrades like they've done at the North Kent Golf Club. We have spectacular PGA-like trophies that will sit to the winners' scores. The winning team, Michigan or Michigan State, in the clubhouse at North Kent and Alpine. They're providing free lunch uh, for the 144 contestants. We have prizes from the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets, G League team, they play in downtown Grand Rapids. Also, the Grand Rapids Griffins, Wings Top Farm affiliate. Wings, by the way, open up tomorrow night. We'll have Ken Cal, Paul Woods, and Bob Kayser, the voice of the Grand Rapids Griffins, in studio. That will be tomorrow. And Lomas Brown and Josh Garvey talking about the Lions and the Bucks on Sunday as we go inside the Lions' next game, presented every week by Josh Garvey and his team. At Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew. And then it's a football Friday. A Honolulu Blue football Friday. Why? Because it's about the Lions and the Bucks on Sunday. Nothing against Indiana at Michigan or Michigan State at Rutgers. Now, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will check in in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about that story that has developed here in the last week or so in terms of high school sports and conferences, and you get a group breaking off. It's kind of like a mini version of what's going on in college sports with the conferences. So we'll get to that with Mark and where he's at. I I think it should be geographical. I don't care about school size. You can find schools in similar size close to each other. Stop all this traveling unless you have to and you're in a rural area. That's it. That's my huge opinion. Sticking with it. We'll talk to Mark Ewell coming up in just about 20 minutes. Right now, let's go talk about the Lions in Tampa Sunday in Florida. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. You know, I was, I was looking at the pro football focus list on the Lions offense and where they rank. I mean, yeah. And this is, 
Well, I think every week we've talked this season almost outside of after the Seattle game, Jeremy, is we, we keep taking this uh, lion ship into unnavigated or unchartered uh, navigational waters where we're talking about things we're not used to talking about when it comes to the Lions. Yeah, yeah. It's it's every advanced statistic. It's every regular statistic. It's It's always something new. The Lions are tweeting out something that they've – never done in the past 70 years that they just accomplished it. It truly is uncharted territories. And uh, it's pretty fun, honestly. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's fun seeing the line starting to get talked about in a real way that doesn't feel like, Oh, look at this quirky lions team that might be good. It's like, no, this is a good lions team. We're talking about them and even mentioning the word super bowl uh, and, and not in a condescending way. And you, you try and not search for the negative, but, you know, when you're writing a story with Pride of Detroit or I'm getting ready for the huge show across Michigan and our 19 radio stations, we're so used to finding the negative connected to the Lions. And, and not that I'm looking for it, but maybe the fact you've lost CJ and Mosley, but even after losing them, didn't affect the Carolina game. And granted, it was Bryce Young. Uh, but this team is sitting basically now with a three-game lead with the one-game head-to-head over the Packers and a three-game lead on the Bears and the Vikings, and you're five games into the season. Yeah, and, and they've done it largely without those two guys, right? Um, you had CJ for a couple games there. You, you really never got any Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, the question is, like, how long can they keep that up in terms of, you know, losing guys to health, um, in terms of their depth, you know, Having C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Emmanuel Mosley may not have affected much on the play on the field, but they were guys that were in the lineup. They were guys that, that you know, everyone who has now stepped up is now the starter, which means the guys that are behind them are even worse. And so, um, you know, there's there's questions about, I, I would say, like the depth now at those positions, but um, they, they have, you know, kind of answered any early season questions about their depth. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, those two are long-term injuries, so at, at some point you might dig a little bit deeper in that depth. It, it might be a little bit more challenging, but um, so far so good with, with all the injury replacements you have to be. And, and that's a credit to Brad Holmes and, and the roster he's built. And I think we said all offseason, you know, it's not just about filling out your, your starting lineup with stars. It's, it's making sure that there is that depth because the injuries are just they're part of the game at this point, and you hope you don't get hit as hard. Uh, with them as, as some other teams, but uh, you have to be prepared in case you do. And, and so far, the Lions have been prepared. Yeah, if, if you went through going back to game one and you listed game week injuries and who sat out and you said, okay, pick the record of the Lions based yeah. on who sat out each game, you would think this would the record would be flipped. Seriously. Yeah, and, and it's not just on defense too, right? It feels like every every week has been a new offensive line uh, you know, line up and this could be another week where that's true with Jonah Jackson, um, you know, missing today's practice, dealing with an ankle injury. Um, and so, yeah, it, across the board, it seems like the Lions have done a, a relatively stout job um, and, and it's afforded them the opportunity to sit Amon Ra for a week, to sit Jameer Gibbs for a week or two. Brian Branch, a guy who's been phenomenal, maybe misses two or three games here. Um, and, and it looks like they haven't skipped a beat and it just shows, one, how good the roster is, you know, even even without those guys, and then to how, how deep of a team they are. And so um, that's that's a true sign of a really, really good team. And uh, you just wonder if they can ever get themselves to relatively full health, uh, you know, how dangerous they truly can be. And you look at this team, though, and even losing CJ and now Mosley, like we talked about, but in terms of 
quality throwing quarterbacks you're going to face if you're the Lions and Aaron Glenn in that defense. You get Baker Mayfield, who's inconsistent, not the greatest numbers guy throwing on Sunday. You get Lamar Jackson, who looked horrible against the Steelers, and the Steelers have one of the better defensive units in the NFL. You get Garoppolo, and who knows if he'll be healthy for that Monday night game, October 30th, their next home game in downtown Detroit. And then you do get Herbert, who's one of the best in the league in L.A. after the bye week. Then Justin Fields and Jordan Love at home. Think about the quarterbacks you face five out of the next six winnable games. Oh, no question about it. You know, I, I, I do respect the job that the Baker Mayfield is doing so far in Tampa, but it's a really small sample size of four games and they're dealing with a whole new offense. So, you know, maybe they haven't faced quite a, a defense like Detroit has uh, yet. And so we'll see how, how they react. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the Lions kind of weathered the storm early with a, a couple challenging quarterbacks and, and Geno Smith and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously they go one and one in those games. And, and really it's been that way. The rest uh, the way you face three really young quarterbacks uh, in Jordan love and uh, Desmond Ritter um, and, Bryce so, Young, and, right? yeah, Bryce Young. and Bryce Young. Yeah, exactly. So um, the Lions have, have proven that they can confuse those quarterbacks. They can, they can get to those quarterbacks and, and so if, if it's more the same in the next five, six, mm. seven weeks, then, then you have to imagine Lions defense is still probably going to look pretty solid. I think about that, uh, just you know, perusing the schedule here. Mayfield on Sunday in Tampa, then Lamar Jackson, obviously a great threat to run, but when he's in the pocket, he looks very average. Then Garoppolo, then Ad Herbert, who we mentioned, but then you get Fields, you get Love at home. Who knows if Derek Carr will be healthy when you go to New Orleans. Uh, to start December, you go to Chicago with Fields, you get Denver at home, you're at Minnesota, and who knows if Kirk Cousins even will be their quarterback as they're playing maybe for Caleb Williams, who knows. You're at Dallas where Dak Prescott can be hit or miss, and then you get Minnesota at home. I mean, you outside of Herbert, tell me, and again, uh, maybe if Cousins stays, but then you got Jefferson who's at least out four in the IR with the hamstring injury, there, there's not a parade of the best in the NFL in, in terms of quarterbacks when you look at the rest of the Lions' schedule. Yeah, no, and and I think even by some other measures, this is one of the easier schedules remaining on 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 the books. You know, um, DVOA, which is something that that I like to use a lot. Um, I, I believe they're you know the fifth or sixth easiest schedule. I think if you just go by win loss record, the Lions and the Packers I think are tied with the easiest schedule. Um, again, win loss is probably a little bit early. To, to really judge teams by at this point, but it's not nothing. And so, yeah, I think, you know, just added to the list of, of reasons to be really optimistic about this team. They've weathered, I would say, what is maybe the most difficult part of their schedule already. Um, not to say that Tampa isn't going to be tough and, and Baltimore isn't going to be tough and, and Los Angeles in, in a few weeks out of the bye isn't going to be tough. But um, like you said, it, it, it's probably favorable in terms of the quarterbacks you're facing. Um, and, and we know the Lions offense is, is really met every single challenge so far. So you have to imagine at the very least, they should be in, I guess, every other game remaining on their schedule and, and maybe even favored in, I don't know, 10 of 14 or however many, however many we got left. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, a, a slight underdog at Baltimore. Same thing uh, at probably the Chargers and who knows again where the Cowboys uh, will be, but losing Diggs and Micah Parsons and how good San Francisco looks. It's like I'm watching that San Francisco Cowboys game, Jeremy, and I'm like, if, if the Lions want any shot uh, at winning the NFC, they have got to be at home for all the playoff games. Only chance. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how the teams look when when it gets to to January. But um, yeah, being indoors, being in your own home crowd, which we we know has just been absolutely crazy at Ford Field in, in the first three home games there so far. Um, it's going to help. No no question about it. Um, you know, I, I I think they could win in, in Dallas if that's where it goes. But yeah, I, I think I think everyone's right now looking up at the 49ers, and you you take any possible advantage you could get facing the Niners. So, uh, yeah, home game would, would help, certainly help a little bit. Um, but again, you never know. You never know how the 49ers are going to look in, in January, whereas they, they certainly look like the best team right now. But, um, yeah, I, the Lions, I, that's, I think that's where we have to step back and realize, like, we're talking about seedings uh, here in early October for the Detroit Lions, but that's where we're at with this team. Uh, I, I think we should be looking beyond the division at this point because, as you mentioned, it doesn't look like a very competitive NFC North. And as long as nothing catastrophic happens to the Lions, I think uh, they should have it relatively easily by the time you know we get to mid-December, maybe. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit Lions NFL insider. Follow Jeremy on Twitter, also pride of Detroit uh, online on the social network. So before I let you go, I had some early conversation today off of reading Twitter this morning and there was some talk out of Detroit that, you know, from, you know, the sports radio types that, you know, JMO should be uh, packaged so they can get defensive help. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I watch the evolution of Miami and where two all of a sudden is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I look at what JMO can bring to the table glimpses we've seen and, and barely any action and I'm like, when he gets settled in and his speed and ability to separate and force defensive coordinators and units in game before games to chase him, do you know how open Laporte is going to be underneath or Gibbs is going to be underneath that? That is a weapon. It's not about him having to catch the ball like Tyreek Hill. Just his speed will be a game changer. Yeah, no question. And that's what every Lions coach has said. Um, thus far it's just we we're excited for just what the things that we are able to do with him in the lineup that we aren't able to do right now and and you see how explosive they are already if they've got another dimension mm. to, to where they can go um you have to imagine like then we're starting to talk about this offense in, um, among the ranks of guys of, of teams like the the dolphins not sure they're going to hang 70 on every opponent or anything like that but it gives ben johnson another weapon another dimension another way to, to frustrate opposing defensive coordinators. And, and given what Ben Johnson has done with every other weapon on this team, you have to imagine he's going to find a way to use Jameson Williams in a way that's either going to make him very explosive and, and dangerous, or like you said, maybe it opens up stuff for everyone else underneath. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get the appeal of trying to trade Jameson for maybe a defensive playmaker where, where maybe they're a little bit thinner on that side of the ball because of injuries. But, I mean, let, let them at least unwrap the gift before we, we re-gift Amen. it to someone else. Uh, I'm with you, Jeremy. <laughs> and also when I look at uh, the fact of the Dolphins who gave up 48 in Buffalo, and Detroit had that game, but it was at home uh, with Seattle. So we'll see what happens. Lions top five pretty much in every NFL power poll. The uncharted waters uh, continue. Mm-hmm. Lions at Tampa 425 Sunday afternoon feature game on Fox. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. Always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, no problem. Anytime. All right, Jeremy Reisman talking Lions and Bucks on Sunday. Uh, remember to get your pro football picks in each and every week if you want a shot at that $1,500 in cash, courtesy 
Well, Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning. And remember, if there's a London game, it might be really early, but you have until Sunday morning normally to play at thehugeshow.net. Up next, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. I'll get his thoughts as a sports dad, as the Executive Director of the MHSAA. What about conference realignment? When you look at metro areas, rural areas, what's the right path to follow? Does he have any input? We'll talk to you all next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The University of Michigan traveled to Minnesota last week to take on the Golden Gophers for the 105th installment of the Battle for the Little Brown Jug. The second-ranked Wolverines dominated in a 52-10 round of the Gophers, which included one passing touchdown, four rushing touchdowns, two pick sixes, and a field goal. It was the 18th straight road victory for the Maize in Blue in the land of 10,000 lakes, and it also marked the Wolverines' 17th consecutive Big Ten regular season win, the second-longest such streak in program history. Michigan now leads the all-time series 77-25, with three ties for the Brown Jug, and after their largest margin of victory this season, the undefeated Maize and Blue will return home to the Big House when they host the 2-3 and three Indiana Hoosiers at noon on Fox. Huge here for my good friend Matt Golden. Now he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting, with some golf and great food and beverages. Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan each and every day. 19 radio stations, the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show 
in our state for the station close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. It is an MHSAA Wednesday. You can follow Boys and Girls High School Sports live and on demand 24-7 at MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. Now, last week I got wind of this story through Lenny Padilla that the OK Conference was set to lose seven schools that are going to join their own River Cities Alliance, their own conference, and I think it's about competition and the teams they want to play and also a little bit on travel. But the one thing I do like is reestablishing those close neighborhood or city border rivalries, which I think is such a big part of high school sports. And now the OK Conference has been a wonderful entity Ottawa, Kent, the Lakeshore, uh, and every four years they would reshuffle the conferences based on size. Well, a lot of schools get stuck with travel or they're stuck in a very tough conference. And what I would like to see, and maybe this will be the impetus for it to happen with the OK Conference, and I'm talking as a sports dad, is that you get back to the neighborhood crosstown rivalries, that your conferences are close. I think it helps attendance, interest, uh, I think more kids would play. Uh, and I even if a school's a little bit bigger, because we we all been there back in the day, Tri-River. Rockford was a big school. We played them every year uh, to start the football season. And the Tri-River had some travel from Fremont to Lake Odessa with Lakewood High School. So I'm not just going to buy the travel thing, but I would like to see some reshuffling of schools where they were about the rivalries. They were about... Schools that border your district where kids grew up together. And I wanted to get Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Uh, he's a sports dad, also heads up uh, that great institution in Lansing that oversees boys and girls sports in our state. How you doing, Mark? I'm good, Bill. Good afternoon. Yeah, just a, a great high school football season and fall sports rolling along. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, storylines all across the state. I love going to MHSA.com and your weekly uh, recaps that Jeff Kimberly is doing. And also the story I mentioned that I came across last week with Lenny Padilla about a, a group of schools, seven schools here in the West Michigan area, Cedar Springs, Lowell, Allendale, Kennewa Hills, Sparta, Coopersville, and Greenville, that are going to form their own conference and break off from the OK Conference because they want Similar competition. I think they want some closer uh, matchups. Is this something you're seeing across the state uh, from other schools and other conferences? So the OK Conference, I have always considered to be my home conference. I'm a Caledonia High School graduate who's been a charter member of the OK Conference. And, you know, the OK has grown over the years. I want to say right now they're right around 50 schools. And there are certainly, when you're part of a mega conference, there's advantages and disadvantages of that. You know, some of the advantages are, yeah, we're in our own division, but there's lots of possibilities to do some crossover scheduling. And um, that basically a school can play their entire schedule within the OK conference. Um, I think some of the disadvantages is, you know, a lot of uh, league policy decisions it's based on the vote of 50 schools and um, not necessarily on a, a particular group of, of seven or eight schools. So um, I think what we're seeing is, is schools constantly reevaluating 
the fit um, in their league, the fit that they have, like you said, Bill, with some of those other neighboring schools to where, you know, in this day and age of, of tight budgets, you're always looking at travel costs and those kinds of things. And, you know, uh, the, the biggest challenge of the OK Conference has been that you're making rules and policies that can fit schools the size of Rockford and East Kentwood, which are just under 3,000 kids, but yet you're also trying to find the right fit for the kids at Hopkins High School, um, you know, who's down, uh, you know, three, 400 students. So that's the challenge, the mega conferences. And, you know, I'm sure everybody involved is, is trying to make the best decision for their own school and their own community. Yeah, and it's not a negative here on the OK Conference. I've never said, oh, my God, look at this conference. What are they doing? But uh, not a wake-up call, but just interesting when I read Lenny Padilla's story about these schools branching off. And it made me think that, okay, hypothetically speaking, my kids go to Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern if the three Forest Hills schools with East Grand Rapids, Northview, Grand Rapids Christian, Grand Rapids Catholic Central were all together, uh, I think you would see massive attendance numbers in all sports uh, from high school students, fans. I think it would be better. And then you flip it around, and next year we're going to be with Hamilton, Holland, Holland Christian, Hudsonville, Unity Christian, and we're on the far northeast side of Grand Rapids. There's no built-in rivalries, maybe a little bit. Uh, with Grand Rapids uh, South Christian, but then Middleville and Wayland. So there's there's a balance I get, and I think the OK Conference has been spectacular in promoting high school sports, but more of a local draw. Because I'd say, as a dad, I wouldn't mind playing with Forest Hill Central. That's a a division up. Uh, East Grand Rapids, same thing. Uh, Because I think the value of the atmosphere and attendance and interest would exceed trying to balance based on school size. Yeah, and and, uh, and that's certainly a valid point. I, you know, at the end of the day, the OK Conference is really driven by their fifty members, and uh, the the leadership currently of the OK Conference, Dave Feenstra, the commissioner, and Jerry Haggerty, the assistant commissioner. You cannot find two better people on planet Earth um, who have who have uh, really navigated the league through some some really tricky times. You know, the challenge, of course, is when it comes to league realignment is you've got to get consensus within a group of 50 schools. And sometimes, uh, you know, the the message that they were getting from uh, the group of 50 um, were very different. And so, uh, you know, that's the challenge Um, when you're running a a conference that has, um, you know, nearly 10 divisions and more than 50 schools and, no, there's there's good people involved uh, on all fronts, and uh, I'm sure uh, they'll find the, the best fit here for everybody at the end of the day. You know, Mark, and they're, through this uh, announcement with, I think it's close to being a, a done deal with those seven schools, that there was talk that it was based on Grand Rapids Catholic Central and West Catholic being a part of, I think, almost half of those teams, their new alignment in the OK Conference uh, for the next four years that there should be uh, public and private school conferences similar to what Detroit does with their Catholic League and that the West Michigan area should take the private schools all together and have their own conference. I I don't like all this segregation because then what do you do for the public schools where there's only two high schools left playing sports uh, in the Grand Rapids area? I, I, I agree with you. The OK Conference has done great work. But I, I think this move here is a wake-up call 
that regionalizing the OK Conference may be more important than just looking at the number of kids in each school. It is, and, and the thing with realignment is everybody wants to be with a group of schools that they think they can beat. Um, I want to be, if I'm in a, a league of eight schools, if I'm the, the superintendent or the principal or the AD or a, or a head coach, um, I want to be in a group of eight where I think most years, on paper, I can be able to beat the other seven schools. That's why whenever there's a realignment, when schools are looking for a new home, they always want to be the biggest of the eight schools, never um, in the middle or certainly not at the bottom. So the thing is that when you are realigning leagues, the schools involved almost always look at it through their own best self-interest. It's hard sometimes to take a step back and say, okay, we've got 50 schools here in West Michigan, and what's really the best uh, league alignment that's good for the whole? Um, And so these things become very, very local. They become very, very charged. And, you know, the public-private debate comes up. I've shared with your listeners on here before that we're about 77% traditional public schools. And our three-year average right now with the schools that win state championships right now are about 71% public schools. So the argument of, well, we need separate public and private state championship events Uh, The data suggests just the opposite, that our public schools are actually competing well, and and in some sports they're actually winning championships at a higher percentage um, than what the membership percentage is. So, again, whenever you make these decisions, you just hope that it's based on data, it's based on looking at the big picture, and it's not being driven by emotion or it's not being driven uh, by one sport and one sport only. So uh, that would just be the advice I'd have uh, for any schools uh, looking at what league is their best fit. And I, that, I don't get into the public-private side of this. I don't think there's any reason to segregate you know, uh, inner-city schools, private schools. I, I don't agree with that at all. What I will say, though, that by creating more of a localized conference and having those neighboring rivalries – I think it's good for the school. I think it's good for interest, participation. I think attendance, which leads to money uh, for schools and helps athletic budgets that already uh, aren't big and also creates more interest. Uh, uh, Game day, all sports across the board. And maybe the OK Conference will see this. And with other member institutions who come to them after losing the seven, and it could be eight, there has to be an eight school that is waiting to see how this would pan out that it will make them rethink things. They got a lot of time. Uh, it's only the beginning of the year. You don't realign until next school year. So there is still time to adjust and not bring panic uh, to parents and school districts. Absolutely. And, and like I said, at the end of the day, the, the conference is driven by their membership. And I know that uh, the, the leadership of the league is listening right now to, to their schools. And you're right, Bill. I think maybe the the pendulum right now is is in terms of what folks are prioritizing. It's we want to be with other schools based on proximity, kind of those neighborhood rivalries where I can tell you that being in the league in the OK Conference as an administrator 20 years ago, um, the driving factor at that time was all about enrollment, that uh, you had Caledonian Middleville neighboring communities and forever both high schools were about 800 kids. Well, Caledonia's growth has taken off, and they're now twice as big as Middleville, and 
the argument at that time is, well, no, we need to divide up our divisions based on size. We don't care so much about the, the neighborhood rivalries, and I think you're maybe starting to see that pendulum uh, change a little bit. Mark Hill, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. I wanted uh, his opinion on it, and he delivered. Thank you, my man. Safe travels. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Bill. All right, Mark Ewell checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Coming up, uh, we're going to get a live in-studio version of True and Blue, something we do each and every week where we bring you inside law enforcement and the great things law enforcement is doing all across Michigan through the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And Tim Wheeler, uh, who heads up the marketing and communications for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, they have a huge event coming up that connects kids, families to law enforcement and communities, and Tim will join us in studio for a live True and Blue next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Urban U. They are Michigan's number one med spa. They provide services to men and women in the greater Grand Rapids and Detroit metro areas. Also, their laser services are very important and essential for men and women as you age, and no matter what you're doing during the summer, whether it's sports, whether it's just hanging out on the dock or on the beach, laser can knock out signs of aging. Laser improves sun damage, wrinkles, and skin texture with little to no downtime. And also during the month of October, you can save $250 on laser by booking with Urban U. Go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We are completely full for the huge rivalry cup coming up Monday at the Alpine Golf Club and also the North Kent Golf Club. 144 golfers, thanks to everybody who entered. You can check if you signed up on Facebook or Twitter. I'll be posting all the tee times. Well, not tee times, it's a shotgun, but all the names. We have a couple of alternates in case, because people won't show up. It is 8 a.m. at the North Kent Golf Club and 12 noon at the Alpine Golf Club. Kicking off rivalry week with uh, Michigan Michigan State fans. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, speaking of cool things happening, uh, in studio, we got Tim Wheeler, who heads up communications marketing for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. I have a huge event on Michigan's West Coast in Whitehall coming up on Saturday, connecting kids and families to law enforcement from all over uh, West Michigan, and we haven't talked to Tim in a while, I think since last March at the Collab Lab. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, yeah. how's everything going? Spectacular. It really, really, really is. Thanks for asking. Yeah, and this True and Blue segment that we've been doing since last February and really telling the great stories of men and women 
and law enforcement from the small towns to uh, the big cities. Uh, it, it's been wonderful. I get a lot of great feedback uh, from officers and people who respect law enforcement. So do I. And I have to be honest, uh, there have been a few times where I get a lump in my throat listening to those stories. They are just heartfelt, amazing, and I'm lucky enough to know a lot of them. And then the ones that I don't know, it's like I just want to go know them. It's really turning out well, so thanks for doing that. Yeah, we do True and Blue every week, and we are connecting uh, families and kids to law enforcement. Special event happening on Saturday uh, up in Whitehall, uh, which is on Michigan's West Coast. Let's talk about uh, how the public is invited to this event that really shows the community connection of law enforcement to families. Yeah, thank you. Biggest thing, free. Everything. So free pizza, free popcorn, free candy, free soft drinks, free cartoon versation books, free cartoon versation games. And we have, I think, uh, 11 different police departments are all going to be there. They're going to have their vehicles. The ERT SWAT vehicle is going to be there, too. And they will all have candy to give out to the kids. They'll have the books. And then we're doing something new this year called Cards and Cops. So I've got some over there by you. Uh, we have some new cartoon versation. their memory card games and their regular playing cards, too. So up on the main stage, we'll have different officers sitting at the card tables. Kiddos can go up and play. They can play the memory game or Texas Hold'em or Go Fish, whatever they want. And when they're done, then the officer will give each one of those kids their very own cartoon conversation deck of cards to take home with them, too. That's awesome. So that's Saturday, noon until 3 p.m. at the Playhouse at White Lake, uh, South Mirrors Avenue in Whitehall, Cartoon Versation 2023. And you mentioned uh, totally free. Kids can wear their costumes if they want to. Free pizza, candy, soft drinks, popcorn, toys, games, and more. And I, I love seeing uh, all the badges from uh, law enforcement getting together because really in, in building trust and confidence and a culture and a community with law enforcement, it's about starting with those kids who grow up respecting police officers. You know, one of the things working with the MACP that I have really learned, and it just keeps getting reinforced over and over and over again, uh, well, one, how funny so many of these officers really are, given what they do for a living. I think that's pretty amazing. But my goodness, I don't know that I've ever met another group of men and women that just change when kids are around. They just want to be around these kids. And I think that the kids are picking up on that, but they just, you know, day in and day out, they don't necessarily have good opportunities to do that. So I think that's why they're excited too about being part of the cartoon conversation because they, they just get to have fun with the kiddos. Well, if you think about it, how often do men and women in law enforcement who most of them uh, have kids uh-huh. or nephews or nieces, how often in uniform do they get to interact with their own children? That's why when they see kids at a big event like this Saturday in Whitehall, or they see kids in a neighborhood, it it really is a true conduit to the emotional connection between law enforcement and communities. You know, I never thought of that before, Bill. Given their kind of goofy schedules, they don't get to see their kids as often. In uniform. In uniform, right. Right. So if the the officers and all the police who are coming, if you're hearing this now, bring your kids too. I hope you do that anyway, but... That's a good reminder. Bring your own kids so that they can see you in action, plus a bunch of free stuff for them, too. Yeah, free pizza, candy, soft drinks, popcorn, toys, games, and more. Uh, The kids can uh, dress up in costumes. It's this Saturday, noon until 3 p.m. at the Playhouse at White Lake, 
304 South Mears Avenue in Whitehall on Michigan's West Coast. It's back, it's bigger, and it's still totally free. Cartoonversation 2023. Let's talk about your Cartoonversation. First time I met you, I think we were at their annual convention in downtown Grand Rapids. You talked about what you're doing, uh, and I'm looking at things from, you know, connecting uh, kids to what laws are out there or wearing a seatbelt. Uh, Cartoonversation. Is it available at all schools? How can teachers or parents uh, become connected to Cartoonversation? Yeah, there's lots of different ways. So I'll make sh- feel free to wave if I'm talking too long. No, I, I, I wave at Superfly. <laughs> Sometimes it's a wave. I'll go with 42% of the time. It's was a wave. Was that a wave, to, Brett? That didn't it, look it's like a wave. wave. You're like, what happened to Bill? Did he lose four fingers in a meat-cutting accident? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so cartoonversation, um, back to that. Now I'm scared to turn my back no, to No, no, you're okay. okay. I, but, I'm, but, I'm safe. But I, know, I think, it, you know, and not only this event Saturday afternoon in Whitehall, mm-hmm. but what you've done uh, with the Ride with Pride or wear your seatbelt and teaching these kids about respecting uh, the laws in their cities and counties and states they live in. Yeah, and let me, um, I'll back up to that that first question that you asked. This is kind of the my grown-up answer for what they are. Trauma-informed books, cartoons, and games that help kids deal with anything that makes it hard for an eight-year-old to be an eight-year-old. So when we first started this back in 2016, I was sort of aligned with the adverse child experiences study. So they were covering topics like divorce, cyberbullying, death of a loved one. But I started working more and more with law enforcement. And they started asking, well, what about bike helmet safety or seatbelt safety. And I said, yeah, these are things that make it hard for an eight-year-old too. And the Ride with Pride series that you have there, that really came out of uh, just one of the greatest people I've honestly ever met. And that's Chief John Gale from the Norton Shores Police Department, who just just retired and took a new job doing school safety. Um, But he created the Ride with Pride program years ago, and they started uh, bringing it down to the elementary level because it was at high school. And I was sitting with John, and he showed me the contract that the kiddos will sign, and it's just five pledges. And it was I pledge to wear a seatbelt, I pledge to do my best at school, I pledge to wear a, a, a helmet. And I looked at them and I went, there it is. It kind of wrote itself. So I created those characters, Riley Wynn Pride and Tony the Barn Cat, and we turned all of them into these kids' stories. And then if you, I think you know this, but just so everybody else knows, um, if, you're, if, if you got thrown into a room of 28 fourth graders with zero prep time, none, and you have one of these books, these cartoons, you're good because in the back is what's called a cartoon versation card. So, Bill, you could go in, read the story to the kids, which I would actually love to see, um, and then ask any of the questions in the back. The hands start flying. They start chattering. Maybe you stay on topic. Maybe you wander down a different topic. But what happens is the kids relax. They start telling you what is happening good or bad in their world. So if you're an officer, you're trained on what to do with this. But if you're you or me, just looking at those kids in the eye for 15 minutes and hanging out with them makes such a big difference. I, when I when I met you, you know, a little over a year ago before we started this True and Blue segment with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police every Wednesday, I really thought your cartoon conversation is a must for uh, schools. I really think every law enforcement agency should approach their elementary schools 
and and drop this off or have the school connect to it somehow because you know Riley pledges to wear a seatbelt. Riley pledges to be kind. Riley pledges to wear a helmet. You know, when skateboarding or riding the bike, Riley pledges to get the most out of school, and Riley pledges to be a survivor where you get into delicate stuff that mm-hmm. kids can't discuss, and you give them that conduit to open up. These are things that I really believe every school district uh, would put these in their classrooms and, and connect to law enforcement. Really good stuff, Tim. Keep it up. And Thank you. My best to you. Cartoon Versation. Uh, the event uh, with law enforcement Saturday, noon until 3, Mirrors Road, the Playhouse in Whitehall, free Absolutely for the kids free. and the families and pizza and pop and popcorn and candy and law enforcement agencies all across West Michigan will be represented uh, Saturday, noon until 3. Thank you, Timmy. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Yeah, Tim Wheeler. Uh, and every week we do True and Blue, uh, and we're proud to bring the great stories of law enforcement to life through the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police each and every Wednesday on the Huge Show Across Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.